What's up, everyone, and welcome to the One Question Podcast, where we're going to explore some of life's most difficult questions. And I'm joined by my co-host today, Lindsay. Hey, guys. And Pastor Carrie. Hey, what's up? Excited first episode, right, guys? Episode one. We are so excited. Can you talk a little bit about, before we get started, why we're doing this? Yeah. What's the point of this podcast? Absolutely. Well, I think hopefully the title talks a little <laughs> bit about what we're doing. We want to we want to answer questions, right? We all of us anywhere we are on a spiritual journey, we're going to end up with questions. Uh, sometimes those are easy questions. Sometimes those are harder questions to deal with. Uh, and like what we do on a Sunday morning here at Beach Church, we're going to try and address some of those things. But sometimes we're just not going to have time to get to them or we're going to talk about something on a Sunday morning or in a life group. And it's going to be like, we don't have enough time to address yeah. that. So really our hope is that this podcast is going to be for people who are spiritually curious. Maybe they've had a question about faith. Uh, maybe it's for people who are new to the faith and it's like, ah, I never knew what that was. Uh, but I also think people who have been journeying in a relationship with Jesus for a while are going to get something out of it too. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. That's great. Well, let's get started. Without yeah. further ado. The very first question, right? <laughs> um, when was Jesus created? Oh, I know. Yes. Tell us. Christmas Day. For sure. He was born. Christmas Day. That's Easy. his birthday, right? Podcast over. It was nice seeing you. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. No, it's such a great question. When was Jesus created? You know, this really gets to the core of, of one of the things that we deal with in Christianity. You've got God, but then you've got referred to in the New Testament, the Father, mm -hmm. and then you've got Jesus referred to, and then there's even this like third thing out there, the Holy Spirit. Weird, spooky. Yeah, thing. weird, spooky. Maybe <laughs> my uh, favorite. Maybe you've you've heard of him referred to as the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. right? Like there's this kind of weird thing going on, and so I really love answering this question: When was Jesus created? Because I think it helps us understand a little bit more about who God is, mm -hmm. and one of God's definite things that he wants to do is reveal himself to us. That's what we understand scripture to be. It's revelation. It's God revealing himself to us. And so we get the Trinity. We get Father, Son, and Spirit. So I thought it'd be good. Let's talk a little bit about what each of those are um, and, and, and get that better understanding because we need to know Jesus was not created. Mm. We believe as Christians that Jesus is fully God. Always was. Always was. Always, always will is. be. Always is. Always will be, right? Yeah. And, and so we can think of this maybe sometimes as a, oh, no, like Jesus came second because he, quote, comes in the New Testament. Yeah. But when we look into the Old Testament, we actually find Jesus when you start digging in. There are numerous places where we find him, but we see all three of these representations of God, Father, Son, Spirit, in the very beginning. So when we get the creation story, one of the things that we hear God saying when he creates man is he says, let's create him in our image. And, mm -hmm. and the Hebrew there is plural. That's not like a typo or someone messed that up. <laughs> He's saying our image. And, and so we understand that to be that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father are present in creation and they are setting things in motion for our world. So when was Jesus created? He wasn't really created. In fact, his role is as creator. Mm. 
That's great. Yeah, I loved, I saw this quote from um, C.S. Lewis, and he was talking about how, you know, it, it's almost better to use the word that Jesus was begotten yeah. rather than created. Sure. Because mm-hmm. like you said, he wasn't really created. He mm. was there from the beginning. And just this idea that like, I think it's hard for us as humans to comprehend being outside of time and yes. looking outside of that. But I know there are several verses in the Bible that talk about how, you know, before time, you know, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit all existed. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we look at John chapter one, mm-hmm. uh, when John gives this beautiful picture of Jesus coming into the world, uh, one of the things that John tells us is that he was the word of God. And when you look at Genesis one, how does God create? Uh, he doesn't create like little kids create with Play-Doh right, where he takes it and forms it all together. He creates man that way, but everything else that's created is spoken, Mm. right? It is, and God spoke, and the waters came forth and separated out. That's really cool. And so it's the, Jesus is the word of God. That's what John tells us. Mm. And so when we see Genesis in the beginning, how is everything being created? It's through Jesus. So through those words, through those words, through the word of God, Jesus is the literal word of God speaking into creation. Yeah, that's super cool. So, so break down this Trinity a little bit more for me. So we have father, son, Holy Spirit, you know, they're all the same, but they're all different. How do they work together? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say there, there are a couple of things that Uh, maybe help us a little bit with this. One of the things I'm always mindful of is if I understood the whole thing fully, if I understood all of scripture fully, who would that make me? God. God, right? And I'm not, I'm hopefully not quite that arrogant (laughs) to think think I'm going to understand everything. But there is hopefully a process of revelation that happens throughout our lives that as we grow closer in a relationship with God, uh, we get more of that revelation in our lives. So a couple of ways that I, I think about this. One, how do you understand the three in one nature of God. We're saying it's just one God, right? We're not saying it's three separate gods and you go to each one for your own individual thing, right? Yeah. And I've heard that example of like, it's kind of like water, you know, you have ice and water and what's the third one? Steam. 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 I should know that. My science teacher. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, But you have those three, but I I feel like that wasn't always the best metaphor. That was just one I kind of grew up hearing. That's one of my favorites. And here's why it's one of my favorites, because at the core of all, all three, those are three representations of the same element, Mm -hmm. right? So, so the, the element is H2O. It's, it's two hydrogens, one oxygen. And You're in, doing real good on the science. Yeah, there you good go. Science and teacher in, over and there. All, <laughs> and in all three of those states, whether water is liquid, whether it's uh, ice as a solid, or whether it's gas uh, as a vapor, it is all water. It is the mm-hmm. same thing, but it has a different representation in each of those. And I would definitely say that in my understanding of the Trinity, the father has a certain role that he plays, right? Mm -hmm. And and that role is different and separate from the son, Jesus, and from the spirit. And so you have the father who really is the sovereign over all of creation. He wills creation to happen. He uses Jesus and the spirit for that creation to happen. Uh, But his, his role is to sit over and reign 
over all of creation. Then you have Jesus. Jesus's role is the redemption of man. And at some point in this podcast, I'm sure we're going to get to sin and what that means and what Can't that is wait. and all of that, right? <laughs> um, but but Jesus's role is to redeem us as people back to a relationship with the Father because that's what the Father desires. He desires communion with us. Jesus then departs and he sends the Holy Spirit to be God with us. And and Jesus, uh, in sending the Holy Spirit, he does that so that we as the Spirit really come, uh, we through the Spirit, sorry, through the Spirit, we really come into that place where we're becoming more holy and becoming more like Jesus because sin separates us from God because we cannot be in the presence of a holy God when we're not holy. Yeah. And so the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to sanctify us, transform yeah. us, to make us more holy so that we can be in the presence of God. So I guess my analogy of uh, Jordan, Pippin, and Robin doesn't really hold up there. <laughs> Robin is the Holy Spirit, right? Wait, who are those three people? Oh, oh man. We have so Ooh, much to teach yes. you, child. Yes. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit more about the different roles. So, mm-hmm. you know, if God is distinctly the Father, Jesus mm-hmm. the Son, Holy Spirit— who do I pray to? That's a great, love that. Great question. What do you think, David? <laughs> I think you can pray. I think again, like you were talking about, they have different roles and they have different. Yeah. Like when we when we pray to the Holy Spirit, I was thinking about like this morning, for instance, when I woke up, the first thing I thought was, Holy Spirit, give us the words that mm-hmm. lead people to Jesus, mm-hmm. that lead people mm-hmm. to your teachings. Yeah. So I think that, to me, and and I may be off here, that they may have those different roles. They may have those different, like you would appeal to whichever member of the Trinity you feel like would be more catered to that specific role. If it's Holy Spirit, enter, enter me and mm-hmm. let me speak mm-hmm. through or speak through me, you know? Yeah. And I think that brings up a good point of like, when you're reading scripture, I remember for a long time, I used to, you know, just read it interchangeably. So when I read yeah. the name Jesus, it was like, oh, that's kind of the same as Holy Spirit father or when I'd see the Holy Spirit helps us and brings us groanings to be able to communicate. I'd be like, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God. But when you really start reading scripture through the lens of, oh, this is another characteristic of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it helps us kind of differentiate those roles and how they Mm -hmm. play into our lives like Mm -hmm. that. And so I think when we're praying, I think to think about that. So one of the things that we see uh, characteristic of the father is he is a provider. He gives provision, right? So if if I'm praying for provision in a certain way, shape, or form, I should pray to the Father, right? Yeah. right? Uh, if, if I am uh, looking to grow, right, there's an area in my life I'm recognizing there's a, gra- there's a gap there. If I'm looking to grow, one of the things we see in Scripture, uh, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is Galatians 5, 22, 23. It's the mm. fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, yeah. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? We all want more of that in our life. Amen. We all sure. want the people who are <laughs> sure. close to us to have more of that yeah. in their life, yeah. right? As fed, we're all married. We're all like, my spouse would definitely <laughs> would say, I, I, my spouse would definitely say, yes, Carrie, I want more of that <laughs> uh, in your life for you as well. But uh, one of the things we see in that passage uh, is it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not the fruit of Carrie. So I can't produce those things in my life in the same way that the Holy Spirit can produce those. So if I ask the Father to produce that fruit in my life, 
I'm asking the wrong person of mm. God to uh, produce that in my life, yeah. right? I, and, and not that he doesn't hear the scripture yeah, tells us that, that the, wrong right, scripture tells us the Holy Spirit hears <laughs> our groaning. You prayed to the wrong sorry, person, bud. sorry, right. not yeah. home. The Holy <laughs> Scripture tells us the Holy Spirit hears our groanings yes. and he communicates those to the Father for mm. us. Um, but there is a sense of developing an intimacy mm-hmm. with that person of mm-hmm. God, right? Like Kimberly and I, my wife, um, we are one. Scripture tells us the two have become one. Uh, but you guys get to work with both of us. Yeah. We're pretty distinct. For Just sure. a little different yeah. from each other. So, uh, one's a great singer, one's not. I yeah. won't say names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's a distinctness there that you're right, Lindsay. I can develop that intimacy with the Holy Spirit in a different way uh, to where the Holy Spirit promises uh, to grow that sanctification in our life. The Holy Spirit, when we read scripture, has gifts that he desires to give to us in order that the Father might be glorified. Sometimes we confuse that. We're like, oh, this is a great gift for me. Or, uh, but those gifts are so that other people get to know the Father. They get to know what a relationship with Jesus is all about. Not just because it's cool to have a relationship with Jesus, but because Jesus wants us to be able to have a relationship with his father in the same way he has a relationship with the father. And so those things all get interconnected. And that's one of the things I'm excited about with this podcast Mm -hmm. is to start peeling back some of those layers slowly, right? Deal with the one question and then we'll, that'll open up another question (laughs) and another question and and you can kind of get to some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask one more thing quickly? Uh, kind of in that same vein, I know that we talked about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we talk about the Trinity as being one. Growing up, I guess I, I kind of always considered them to be sort of hierarchical in nature. Like, yeah. mm. there's the Father, because I think of, like, my personal relationship mm. with my father or, like, mm-hmm. my relationship with my kids. And the Bible also tells us that we're, we're made in the image of God, but then we're also... Um, kids obey your parents, you know, like, (laughs) so like, how does that work with, and then we even see it with Jesus where he's like, Mm -hmm. father, if there's any other way, right? He's totally submitted, right? Right. So how, I guess, is it this like father at the top, son below, Holy Spirit kind of out doing his thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, um, and this is a deep question. So, so it depends on theologically where you are coming from and how you interpret scripture and your faith. And so when we say theology, theology simply just means the study of God. So as you've studied God, how has your interpretation of scripture led you uh, to a certain interpretation of your faith? And so there are some faith traditions that they believe, yes, it's very hierarchical. Mm. Right. There's not like a, in the Bible, it says, oh, it's hierarchy or not hierarchy. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to interpret that when we read scripture. It's how do we interpret those scriptures? So there are certain faith streams that would say, yes, very hierarchy. Uh, there's the father. The son is subject to the father and the spirit is subject to the son. And so because of that, they then interpret faith and living out faith together. And when we talk about living out faith together, that's what the church is. It's people living out their faith together. So that's where people would come to uh, interpret certain scriptures like 
how do we deal with men and women mm. to be a hierarchical relationship? Mm. They will point to because the Trinity is a hierarchy of relationship that there is only a hierarchy of relationship within those passages that deal with men and women, husbands and wives, who can lead in the church, who can't lead in the church. There's another stream of theological thought, though, that sees these as being, um, what's the right word, more, more of a, uh, a circle, mm-hmm. right? It's not... Father, Son, Spirit. It's Father, Son, Spirit. And they're all working together, mutually submitted to each other. And and while they may have certain unique things that they do, they are in essence one. And so there's not like the, the, the Son is in some hierarchical way has to be under the Father. In fact, the Son chooses... To be submitted to him, but in the same way the spirit chooses to be submitted, in the same way the father chooses to be submitted. And so we see that mutual submission. So how does that play out when you interpret scripture? Well, let's go back to the men and women thing. That those that theological stream would tell you that there's not a hierarchy per se in that male-female relationship in the same way. It's a mutual submission. Mm -hmm. You may have different giftings. You may have different uh, ways of interpretation, understanding, and all of that, but that that when we we interpret those scriptures, that doesn't necessarily constitute a hierarchy. Instead, typically where you end up in those theological streams of hierarchy really has more to do with giftings, Mm -hmm. giftings of the Holy Spirit. And so they would say, you know, women teaching, not a big deal. Uh, Just don't let someone who has not been given the spiritual gift to teach, teach, Right. right? But, but hey, if the Holy Spirit's given that gift, who are we to say no to? And to me, that that's really Beach Church. That's the stream we go down. Uh, and it's taking after uh, Peter in the book of Acts, and they're dealing with uh, Jewish ritualistic food and all of this. Uh, the Holy Spirit shows Peter uh, this uh, picnic spread and he's Mm. like take and eat and peter's this great jew and he's like no i've never touched any of these unclean things before and the holy spirit says hey no i am making this okay and peter comes to this place where he says well if the holy spirit has deemed this okay and given this Mm. who am i as a person to say this is not the case uh, and that's where we would land as a church. That's me personally where I land. I, I've heard women teach in such a way that I can't deny the presence of the Holy Spirit in what they're teaching and interpreting from Scripture. And right. so when I understand that the Trinity is actually a mutual submission of the three persons of God and not a hierarchy that's going to lend to how I interpret those scriptures that deal with men and women. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it's so important because we can have these conversations about theological things like how the Trinity relates to Mm -hmm. itself, and it's kind of like, okay, well, what does that really mean for my Mm -hmm. life? But I think, as we're going to be talking about in a few episodes about how we're created in God's image, it's important for us to understand how we relate to ourselves, to the Trinity, and to each other. Yeah. Um, And so specifically, you know, when my husband and I got married, um, we read from the book of Ephesians that talked about wives submit to your husbands, Mm -hmm. husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave his life for Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it, it it could potentially be the society or culture we live in, but we see submission as a lower stance. That's right. So like Uh. women, if you're going to submit, that means you're lower than a man who's charged with loving Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and giving his life for you. That's right. Well, in, in, if that man is imitating Christ, Mm -hmm. which is what Paul talks about there, what was Christ doing in order to love the church? Giving his life. And being submitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's why I say there's that mutual submission that comes there. When I understand mm-hmm. Jesus's role within the Trinity, it helps me understand Paul's not asking women to do something there that he hasn't mm-hmm. already actually already asked men to do there yeah. as well. And so that... We might ask the question, why? I think that was good to ask, Lindsay. Why does all this matter? It matters in how we interpret scripture, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It, it matters in how we see, hey, this is what God's trying to reveal, right? We started this podcast talking about that. And what is he bringing revelation to us for? And how does that guide how we interact with one another as followers of Jesus or as people listening to this? Uh, Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're spiritually curious and and you've just been wondering, hey, I see churches and they hate women or Mm -hmm. the, and, and, and that's the, how do you get to differences within the church? It's because you interpret what's happening differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we want people to to have an understanding of how at Beach Church we interpret, but we also want to just open that conversation and dialogue to talk about, hey, what is the Trinity? Who is mm-hmm. Jesus? Who's the Holy Spirit? Who is the Father? And what does that matter to me mm-hmm. on an everyday basis? Well, and like what you were saying too earlier about how different interpretations and I go back and I think about again the father and the son mm-hmm. and the and the parent. Maybe that means that we're not supposed to be so domineering at times over mm-hmm. our kids. Maybe that means that we're supposed to work in sort of some mutual cohesiveness and more of a beautiful relationship. Absolutely, with one another, you know? absolutely. And that's where I would say, hey, this is a bigger concept that should help us understand when we do go and try and read scripture, how to interpret Mm -hmm. scripture, which is difficult when you're for, I remember when I first started reading the Bible, I was like, I have no clue what to do with (laughs) with any of this. I've told this story before preaching. uh, But when I first really started reading the Bible, it was the new Testament. uh, And I started in the book of Matthew uh, and there's 27 books in the new Testament. It took me till I got to the book of James, which I think is 19 or 20 books. (laughs) into the new testament before it clicked before revelation began to make sense to me uh and that's our hope our hope is that this podcast is Mm going to help you listening to take one more step closer in your understanding of who jesus is who the holy spirit is who the father is and that revelation that they want to bring to your life because this isn't just a static let's talk about some fun information 
we want you to grow closer in a relationship Mm -hmm. with God. We want you to be in a place where he is becoming more and more present in your life and guiding your life. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys, that's a wrap on our first First episode. We didn't burn anything down. That's great. Not yet. You'll have to tune in (laughs) next week to find out if we do. Um, But hey, you guys, really, thank y'all for joining us. And like Pastor Kerry said, the point of this podcast and this time together is really to create a safe space where we can ask some of those tough questions yeah. and and see how they apply to our lives and how we can continue to grow and become more like Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you have any questions, we have an official email, one yes. question at beachchurchjacks.com where you can send your questions. Otherwise, yeah. we'll just keep asking ours. Yeah. But we love, like seriously, <laughs> yeah. we love to hear from you guys. Like, yeah. is there a question you have? You know, we want to be able to deal with those things. Totally. Uh, maybe you're in that place. You don't have a relationship with Jesus yet someone's just sending you this podcast Mm -hmm. uh, to listen to because it was a question they knew you had but you got some more questions let's deal with them we love it send us all the questions let's have that combo okay well thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next week thanks everyone bye